Hello, <laughs> it's Abby and Ashton, and this is CSI. Why? Why? <laughs> and on this episode, we are going to be discussing episode number 17, Felonious Monk. 18. Uh, sorry, I had a lot of notes. Uh, Chasing the Bus. 19. Stalker. And 20. Cats in the Cradle. One of my least favorite episodes <laughs> of the series. I understand. I understand. But we'll get there. Well, we will. We will. Um, so yeah, as per usual, we watched the first two separate, which means I have a crap ton of notes for the first two episodes, <laughs> and then very few notes for the last two episodes. <laughs> I mean, I have a decent amount of notes for the first episode, not many for the second, because not a fan. And then I have decent notes for the ones we just watched, so... Before we get started, mm. I feel it's important because we, the last time we podcasted, that seems like the wrong word, but the correct That's word correct. at the same time, um, I forgot to tell you the ship name for Grissom and Sarah. Oh, do tell, do tell. Yes. Now, in order to- Will under- I hate it? You shouldn't. Okay. In order to understand this ship name, it's important that we go back in time Oh. to another very famous ship. In the X-Files. Do okay. you remember the ship name for Mulder and Scully? No. How do you not? Because, again, seen it through one time. No, but it's iconic. Is it? Yes. So the ship name for Mulder. Skulder. No. <laughs> we do not discuss. Some people call it that, but that is wrong. That okay. is incorrect. Got it. Got it. That is incorrect. My Ooh. bad. So wrong. It's a horrible to, word. I don't even want to talk about it. You ruined it. What um, is it? What is it? It, it, was, it was more of an acronym. Okay. It was MSR, Mulder and Scully oh, relationships. Yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah. very simplistic. Okay. But that's what the term was used in all the like, the what is the word for, fandom? A- yes, but the analog. It wasn't analog because it was still computer. But like when people used forums, to, when people used to like email fan fiction to each other before there were forums, oh. like that's how fan fiction was okay. was passed along as via Got email. That, anyway, so yes, MSR. Okay. So by that same token, mm-hmm. there's a lot of the. A lot of people that are... Oh, is it GSR? Yes. Because, okay. Grissom and Sarah relationship, but also gunshot residue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. Okay. Yeah. I like it. It's a fun, it's a fun time. I like it. Um, it comes up a lot. And it's interesting, some t- I, think, I think at a certain point, it was discovered that this was the fandom's choice name mm-hmm. for, for the ship, and so... They don't always use the acronym GSR when discussing gunshot residue. Interesting. And so it's just interesting when it is used and when it is not. Hmm. That okay. could just be totally people reading into things. Right. But. Yeah, you never know. Fandoms will fan. Yes. Mm. Yes, they will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some, some new photos came out today from the set of the oh. revival, which I can't talk to you about. Great. But, yep. Great. <laughs> I some feel very important, so far behind. Some very important prop pieces were, were spotted today. Ooh. So it's, it's, you know. All right. So it's a time. Was one of them a bug? No. Oh. No. Disappoint. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the first episode we watched was Balonius Monk. Yes. Which, let me tell you, my phone was like, I think you mean fel- felon. There's a different Felony? word. No, it it had an it had an O U S. Oh. But it was felonious. I think is a different term than felonious. I don't know. Okay. My phone did not like the word felonious. Well, get over it, phone. Yes. I think it's another Latin word. But this opens in a temple, 
It does. And a Buddhist temple. temple. And um, my first note is, who kills a monk? And yeah. then I wrote, four monks, in fact. Yeah. I was uh, very shocked. My first note is actually that when, they, when Grissom and Sarah first arrive at the scene, um, he says something about, I don't know, something. And she, she says, state your, oh no, he says state your source. And she says Buddha. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. Anyway, but four four dead monks seemingly placed in a very specific way. Yeah. Almost like a lotus type mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are all shot in their in their third eye. Third eye. Did you notice, however, that one of the monks had a had a specific item of clothing that they did not address in any way? No. He was wearing a hooded jacket. Which is fine. Oh. But it just seemed out of place. Interesting. Everyone else was in their traditional yeah. monk garb. No. But this gentleman was wearing a similarly colored zip-up hoodie jacket. Fascinating. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to that, no. Yeah. Uh, so when they're, when they're investigating, they, they hug the walls because they're like, this carpet is mm-hmm. great for getting prints because it's right. low pile and all, also people take off their shoes. Mm-hmm. So they hug the walls. And in hugging the walls, they discover... A they kept using a word placard, mm-hmm. <laughs> placard of uh, a gang symbol. And yes. So like, oh, the snakebacks, they've been here. Mm-hmm. They've been here, they're back. Um, they find a weapon, it was a just, rifle. just tossed outside. Yeah, seemingly like not trying to hide it at all. And there's a money tree in there with no money taken. Right. They're just really trying to figure out what's going on here. Um, so that case is being worked by Sarah Grissom and Nick. Nick, and then Catherine is working a case that's kind of like it's not really a case. It wasn't at first, but her mentor was involved in the arrest of her be- her best friend's murderer, supposedly. Supposedly, and so she's he's like he made a deathbed confession slash admission that he did not kill her kill her best friend mm-hmm. so then she's like well let me just double check all this evidence so her mentor is played by i think his name is tim <laughs> tim tim daly it doesn't matter at all except doesn't he's matter. tyne daly's brother and she's famous so oh, that's why God, and he it. often plays a judge or in law yeah. enforcement i think he's in runaway jury i could be completely making that up but i couldn't feel tell like- you it was one of my favorite movies for a very long time i watched it many times his name is jimmy on the show yes jimmy um, and we find out that she met Jimmy when her and her best friend were dancers and he would come in and like tell her the case of the day mm-hmm. and stuff. And it and was kind of get her take on it and yes. kind of got her interested in that field. Right. Right. Um, so she brings Warwick in to help go through this evidence. Mm-hmm. And my first note about this case is, is really just about them in the evidence locker. Because they're wearing it's those, so cold. they're wearing those parkas. Yeah. And my question to you is, do you think that they just have those at the door, like, mm. like, ice, you know? Yeah. Like the experience, like, like the. I, how do you explain that? <laughs> so, every winter here, at our local convention center, they bring in a bunch of ice sculptures, mm-hmm. and they make it real cold inside and you pay to go look at these ice sculptures slash slide down ice slides. Mm-hmm. It's very I, fun. I've never been. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom always said it was too expensive. Oh, well, that's fine. I, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been. It's one of those things, though, that you go with your family yeah. on holidays. It's like a family thing, typically. They do, like, themes. So, like, Snoopy or, like, The Grinch, the Grinch. or, or Charlie whatever. Charlie Brown. Yeah. Oh, that is Snoopy. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, when you get there, they provide you with parkas. Correct. Because here in Tennessee, we don't usually get that cold. Right. So we don't have parkas. So my question was, do you think that the evidence locker just has a closet of communal parkas? <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think so. I don't. Mm, I. But it just seemed weird for yeah, them in Vegas to does. have real coats. It does. Like, they had them full on hats and scarves and everything, though. So. Not in every scene. Some of the scenes, they just well, wore the parkas. Yeah, but. Anyway, long story short, they find out in doesn't matter where the jackets came from. <laughs> in the evidence locker, they find that a key piece of evidence is not only missing, but there are no photographs of it. Right. So the her best friend was found stabbed in an alleyway, and supposedly the man that they arrested in charge with their murder, they found, like, nearby, and he had a cut on his hand, and the knife had blood from his hand and the victim. Mm-hmm. But the evidence log also talks about a glove... That also had blood on it, but which the, appeared later. Was yes, it was, it was logged into later. Evidence later, but they never. The glove is not there, right? And they're like, "Ooh, this is suspicious." So, um, they they're working on that. Um, then we see Sarah working the crime scene in the temple. Mm-hmm. And I just love those magnetic footprint guys. Yeah, that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made. Yeah, I was like cool electro footprint lift thingy that's yeah. what I wrote <laughs> <laughs> I love them I love when they use them um, and then I she's moving around the room and she finds some gum on the quote unquote big Buddha which reminded me of Gilmore Girls when you know Rory it's like big Buddha it's uh-huh. like a whole thing yeah so <laughs> long, she finds she finds gum on the big Buddha on the third eye on the third eye my thought on that was why was it still so soft yeah. Gum does not stay yeah. soft once you spit it out. It was sometimes like real even stretchy and in your sticky mouth. Still, yeah. That's some silly spud some silly spuddy some silly putty type oh right. my goodness. Type stuff. Um <laughs> You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. It's all of the fruit I just consumed. <laughs> um <laughs> so they she's working on that and then we go to the morgue to visit Doc Robbins, and I just wanted to point out how well I thought that the main monk did a being still. Because they were on him for a long time, yes. pointing out the different chakras, and he was still and slightly smiling the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, did not breathe. His eyes did not twitch. And as a person that always looks at the corpses, mm-hmm. I have to say, one of the best performances I have seen... Award-winning. Award-winning. He should have won an award for that, honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Doc Robbins has explained to Grissom about the, all the different chakra regions, and I'm like, you know what? I feel like Grissom probably already knew that, but I appreciate you, mm-hmm. Doc Robbins, for explaining it to me because I didn't know. Although, to be fair, I was not listening to him. I was watching The Dead Body. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure had I listened, it would have been educational. It was. It was educational and okay. informative. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. Um so they're trying to figure out if, I mean, they're, they're assuming that the person that killed these monks 
intentionally shot them in their third eye because it's so significant right to buddhism but mm-hmm. like you know what how 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 to know for sure um they end up catherine and work find a third blood sample on the knife and what's interesting about the knife mm-hmm. is it was actually logged by eckley Right. Which gives some context for how long Eckley has been yep. at the same level of job, just about. Like, mm-hmm. he's been there for 15 years and is just... A but su- also not doing a good job at his yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> but he... I mean, in his defense, I think it was covered by... Like, there was... You don't th- think he knew. You don't think he knew. I don't think Eckley was in on it, no. Mm-hmm. I think he was just bad at his job. All right. I think he... I think Eckley just, like... I mean, to be honest, sometimes me, bare minimum. Like, he, the blood that they found was, like, covered by something else. Yeah. And so I think he just assumed that it was... Well, she was going over all the evidence also for the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. With new technology that didn't exist right, 15 exactly. years ago. So, that's true. Oh, one thing to point out that I noticed throughout this whole episode is that um, all three of the actors, Nick, Chris, and Sarah, were struggling with a head cold oh yes <laughs> i almost wrote it down but i didn't but yeah they all were like real stuffy yeah. like, well they've been it, hanging around each other yeah and clearly. it came it came and went like there yeah. were some scenes where they were like grissom well you know sounded, they don't film chron- well, chronologically yes, i know so. i know but it just made me laugh because at first nick was the first one that noticed so yeah. I was like wait no they all they all got this yeah, head yeah, cold. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they go back to the monastery not the monastery the temple and um, they interviewed the one monk that was that like called it in, and he says he found the gun in his office and he mm-hmm. set it outside because he didn't want it in the temple. Right. Um, and they're like, seems legit. Um, and you know, the whole time, every time they come up with any sort of like piece of evidence, he has an answer for it, but it's always just like, you know, very matter of fact, like no emotion involved in it, like. I just found them this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems pretty suspect, but at the same time, like, maybe he's just very chill. Um, Eckley is not happy that his work is being second-guessed. No. I wrote Eckley very upset. Evidence is being checked out by Catherine. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she says mentor, like, mentor. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Which is weird considering she says daughter a lot. Yeah. It's just she has a very inconsistent dialect. dialect. And I think yeah. that's just that's just Mark Helgenberger. Got it. Um, yeah, Minter. No, yeah. thank you. No, thank uh, you. So they figure out that the back in the uh, temple, the mm-hmm. snake backs thing was just uh, a trick because the snake backs have been basically wiped out, so not a real threat. Um, also, did you notice that they cut, like, the whole freaking wall? Yeah. I'm like, why didn't you just take a picture of that? I know. <laughs> like, why did you need to bring it that back the to the lab? <laughs> it made zero sense to me. Um, but I did like the little, there's, like, a little Sarah Grissom moment where they're kind of bantering back and forth, and she's, before he can even ask a question, she's oh, answering yes. the question. And yes. Da, 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 da. He yeah. said, that, they were particularly sick in that scene. Yes, they were. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. She says, to answer your next question, blah, blah, blah. And, and he says, and what's my next question? Mm-hmm. And anyway. And she has an answer. Yes. Um, so I wrote down, I don't remember why they were talking to David, um, Super Dave, mm-hmm. but David was calling Grissom Sir a bunch. Yeah. And, and Grissom's like, David, stop calling me Sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So they find out that... Via satellite. Via satellite, which is a super weird yeah. sequence. Oh, be- that's why he was talking to Dave. Dave's, that's right. Dave's dad is, like, in the army or something. Right. And so Grissom has this whole, like, moment where he gets on a satellite phone, a FaceTime, if yeah. you will, with this go- government official, and they get a satellite image of the um, temple because it's near a base. And we could see a postage stamp out on the ground outside of... of What's his name? Lennon's tomb. Like, that's how good their pictures are. So they find... They get an image of a truck that was outside the temple. And they can see its license plate. And that leads them to a sandwich shop in town run by... Pete Hutchins. Pete Hutchins and his son, who was played by... Do you know? The kid that plays Jesse in Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. Aaron Paul. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, but I wrote that the guy, the dad reminds me of the bad guy in the Rescuers Down Under movie. <laughs> yeah, like I know does. he's not Australian, <laughs> but I always think that. <laughs> You're so right. That's hilarious. <laughs> maybe he was modeled after him. We don't know. Maybe um, devil, but maybe. But they this this area is like super racist and like yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not the very life- welcoming of the temple to yeah. begin with. They don't. They feel like business has gone down since they've came into town because they don't eat certain things. Yeah, and, and somehow them being there has, like, really hurt uh, video rentals. Yeah, like, all <laughs> kinds of random things. So, but in the truck, Sarah spots some prayer beads. Yep. And that seems suspicious. Of course, the father's like, I've never been up there. Why would I go up there? And the son, in the presence of his father, is like, I've never been up there either. Yeah. Um, but, of course, he has. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> I I wrote down, does Jimmy just live at this bar? Truly. <laughs> Truly. He's just always there. Oh, man. Uh, so, the... <laughs> I wrote, I wrote, there's a glove missing, and Catherine is very worried that her mentor is actually trash. <laughs> You're a mentor. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I didn't mean to do that, but it happened. That's amazing. Um, so, basically, she's thinking that because the evidence wasn't compelling enough for the DA to issue a warrant, mm. and because her mentor was in love with her best friend and even proposed to her, and she said no, that maybe he killed her and planted the evidence so that this other guy would go down... Or that he really wanted this other guy to go to jail for the murder, and so he just planted evidence so that he would. Mm-hmm. So that's where she's at. She's, like, really doubting her entire life and relationship with this man. Correct. Um, and then back at the temple, we learn that Aaron Paul has been going to the temple for a while, and, like... Because of paintball. Yes, which I really want to play paintball. I've never been. You've never played paintball? Never played paintball. How? Who who would I go with? Well, there used to be a paintball field at the church where I used to go in high school, and we played all the time. I have permanent damage from it. But you know that, like, you know my family was weird about... That's true. That's true. (laughs) Never mind. That sort of thing. It is weird that my church youth group never went paintballing, but they didn't. That is weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's Maybe fun. It's... It hurts, but it's fun. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, he went there be... He went there with his friends. Yes. And 
his friends well, stole. Well, this is what he says. Well, but his friends did steal okay. the statue. And they, but they find out that he, they find out about the paintball because there was paintball paint residue yeah. residue on one of the statues mm-hmm. near the gum Buddha. Right. And also this person's boot prints mm-hmm. were in there. And so they figure out that he went in there for sure. And he was like, I went in there, but I saw that they were dead. I returned the Buddha. Well, he anyway. said he was going to go in and take off his boots. Oh, yes. Then he saw they were dead. Yeah. So he walks in and they're like, how did you know to take yeah. off your boots? Uh, yeah. So he, he, he had been there just like hanging out and like praying and spending mm-hmm. time with the, the peoples. Yeah. He says they were his friends. Yeah. Um, so Catherine is able to clear Jenny mm-hmm. of the murder. They still don't know who killed her friend. Who was her name? She still he did fudge evidence yes. though and she Oh yeah, he's, he's going, going down away for, for that. that. Yeah, he's going down for I love the evidence. line though where she's like grilling him about it and then she goes, "So who's really the whore?" Oh yes, <laughs> I wrote him. that down. I wrote that down. Uh, so you tell me between the two of us who's the whore. Yeah. Cuz he he accuses her of like turning tricks and stuff and being right. Um, you know, a sex worker, and she's like, I danced, period. Yeah. Um, it, I wrote down, too, it always kills me in these shows when they're having, like, an intimate conversation in an interrogation room, mm-hmm. like, something like, you're spilling secrets, and there's just a random cop. Like the, I'm the like, guard what, right there. what keeps that cop from, like, just... Saying just everything. Just saying everything. I never understand. And maybe they signed something. I don't know. Maybe. I would have a really hard time with that job. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Um... So in the temple, we find there's a whole lot of saffron and curry everywhere, trail everywhere, and they find out that the cook has been stealing money from the school fund that the monks started, and 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 the guy who hid the gun mm-hmm. or got the gun out caught him, and he he went to deposit the money in the bank, and in that and the cook thought that he was going to the police about stealing the money and right. so he shot the other monks and then and the left. reason why he was able to get away with it is because while he was shooting one the others were praying for him yes and grissom is like but why did you're why did you shoot them in the third eye and he says i shot, shot them between, between the, the eyes, eyes. <laughs> so it meant nothing to him yep so that was that episode i really yep i like that episode just because i don't know there's just something about it that i that i like no, I like it too. I liked uh, I liked the pacing because you know it's mm-hmm. a thing for me. Yes. Um, I liked um, just kind of the twists and turns of the the whole monk situation, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that the kid was so open to that yeah. and like wanting to be a part of that community, which I thought was really neat. And then, of course, getting a little more background into Catherine's yes. history and. Seeing her actually uh, stand on the side of justice, despite the fact yeah. that it was her mentor. Mentor, yeah. I mean, sorry, mentor. Mentor. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It is. It is a rare time when Catherine doesn't at least contemplate right. fudging the rules. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, she had zero hesitation. Nope. For that at all, and pro- I mean, not to say that she wouldn't have made the same decision, but definitely having just been called a whore mm-hmm. might have triggered that a might have bit. triggered that response a little bit like i mean she said she would be with him the whole time which is nice but yeah 
Um, so the next episode was Chasing the Bus. Oops. Yeah, the bus one. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mainly like it because... Greg gets involved. Greg, Greg goes in the field. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I wrote... Uh, I would hate being on this bus. Everyone's talking. The lights are on. It's gross. So lots um, of characters. And then, oh no, bus off a cliff. Yes. So because it's such a, it's a mass casualty event, plus it is um, just a huge crime scene or whatever, mm-hmm. they call in everyone. Mm-hmm. And Greg, poor Greg, thinks <laughs> that means Him everyone. Too. And Grissom's like, criminalists with field training. And then he turns an egg. He's like, don't let him collect anything. <laughs> um, and it's like, you can take my notes. Right, right. And I said, this is why it always takes so long to reopen highways after an accident. Yeah. <laughs> because, whatever, there's so much stuff they have to go mm-hmm. over. Um, my question was, though, why was CSI there already? It was just, at this point, it was, it was just, just an happening. accident of a bus going off a cliff. Why would they bring in the criminalists suddenly, like, so quickly? You know. Like, they were still clearing the scenes and getting victims. Yeah. And, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes that's a note that maybe gets cut. <laughs> like, like, because it's like, I have no idea. I honestly don't. Maybe because the ex-con was on board. I, I But they didn't know that till later. I know. I have no idea. All right. Um, they are interviewing the people that are still alive, obviously. And Nick and Greg are talking to the bus driver, who is miraculously still up and talking Mm -hmm. and um so he starts to ask him questions nick does and then he starts to slur his words and like looks like he's about to pass out greg totally freezes Mm -hmm. and just like can't can't handle it um well he freezes when he when he starts to cough up blood yeah and nick calls for a medic and tells him to go get help and then that's when greg freezes because he's not seeing any he's seen blood but he hasn't seen bleeding yes to that degree right um and then Nick tells him a story about his first time out in the field and seeing blood, and it just kind of makes him feel better. Um, but he does ask him why he doesn't have a heavier jacket. Yes. It's important. Um, um, my question about that whole moment, though, mm. is he immediately is like, have you been drinking tonight, sir? Without taking into the count, he just flipped multiple times in a bus. He could just have a concussion. Well, I, will, I, I will say, though, if someone... We know now that he was a diabetic. Yes. Um, he might have had like with diabetics when they're about to go into diabetic shock or whatever, they have a very specific smell. Yeah. And he could have misinterpreted that in the moment with alcohol. Maybe it just I don't know. Like my I first understand. instinct would have been he's concussed. Yeah. Or like maybe he's got internal bleeding. Yeah. Me too. But Nick, you know, <laughs> Nick is like very. I don't even know. By the books. Like, I guess. Night and shining I armor. Guess. Sir, have you been drinking? Um, so then, so they, that man gets carted off to the hospital. And then they meet up with Grissom. And he's like, oh, there was an ex conum This, I almost said ship. This bus. <laughs> and we don't know where he is. Yeah. And Greg says, anybody check the bus? <laughs> and they hadn't. <laughs> Which I don't think is true. Because, like, the... CSIs might not have, but well, they had to get victims off of I it. I know, but I think Gr- Grissom did say sometimes search and rescue just looks in the most obvious places. So yeah. if this man had been hiding before, yeah. you know, that's what I think he meant. And he's not on the bus, so it's fine. No. But um, Greg wasn't even wearing gloves Mm-mm. when he, like, goes to take the evidence or whatever. Um, oh, 
I made a note. Did you have you picked up on the fact that Nick always makes the same face when he when they like stumble upon a body? Mm. It's very like you know <laughs> you know the white person like the white person yeah the flat smile yes. thing yeah. it's that but it's like with a slight frown mm. and he like does a, a a quick like like a slow eye close and nod <laughs> every time. You can watch for that. Great. No, I have episodes. to pay attention. So they find the ex-con. He went through the windshield. He is deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is not a factor in this no. crime. He's not escaped. There was also a Camaro involved that yes. was crushed by the bus. Which Catherine bonded briefly with the man driving. <laughs> it was like she held his hand for two seconds and suddenly she was in that hospital. Yeah. Waiting with bated breath to find out if he was okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, oh, so the next day they're out working the, working the street, the road, mm-hmm. if you will. And Grissom walks up on this woman and I'm like, who let this woman, who let her yeah. on this closed highway? And it's one of the victims from the bus. Well, they'd shown her the night before. It's almost like she just never left. But she did because she had, like, she had changed clothes. Oh, well, then I don't And know. she had a break. Like, she yeah, had. you're right. Her injuries had been cared for. And there was only the one doctor. You're right. Anyway, he's like, ma'am, you can't be here. She was like, I know. I, I, I don't I, know why I'm I here. I was on the bus. And he's like, okay. And then we don't talk to her again. So it's just, like, a yeah. weird trauma yeah. situation. Um, then Warwick looks at Sarah and he's like, You've got that Sarah look. Mm-hmm. And she says, you mean that Grissom look? Mm-hmm. And then she has some sort of epiphany that I did not write down. Um, <laughs> about the bus and things. It was something to do with the something axle. Sure. That there is a lot of off. parts. There was yeah. a lot of part a lot talk of, that I bus... don't care about. Exactly. Which is mostly this yeah. episode. Yeah. It so... is a lot of mechanics. Yeah. Um, so Grissom asks greg so they're back at the lab and he's like greg do you did you like being in the field and greg's like um i don't even know like he's just like mm-hmm. kind of he thinks at first that grissom's kind of being like making fun of him i guess because yeah, he, he messed had the, up yeah and... and he wasn't he was just being being genuine. genuine um they find out that the bus driver was not drunk yep he is a diabetic and he died yep so um, then they determined, well, it wasn't the driver, it must be the bus. Yes. So that's when they really turned to the mechanics of the bus and trying to figure all of that out. In order to do that, they have to put, for some reason, mm-hmm. they have to spend time with all the tire hunks mm-hmm. in the layout room, which I wrote, what a tiring puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> this is a good one. It was a good one. Um, and we find out that the Camaro driver... Mm-hmm. was driving to catch up to the bus right. because his girlfriend was on board yeah. the bus. Sad um, day. And I, I, he died. Yep. And he signed a DNR. And my confusion on that, I just don't know. So it's very common. She said it was because he was a doctor. Well, right, right. That is my point. It is very common in television shows and media for doctors to sign DNRs. And I wonder if that's a thing in real life. Like, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I don't know enough doctors. I don't know any doctors mm-hmm. on a personal level mm-hmm. <laughs> to ask them, like, would you would you sign a DNR? Because it's, it's a very common trope Yeah. for doctors to sign DNRs. 
I think because it is also common when you are resuscitated to have long-term damage oh, yeah. and yeah. all kinds of things like that. So maybe they would just prefer... Well, yeah. Not. Like, I could see it from a logical point. I just wonder if it's based on reality or if it's yeah. just fiction. I don't know. Um, so um, Sarah's talking to Greg, and they're getting down to the nitty-gritty about um, ping up a rope. Yeah. I, that was a really weird metaphor. <laughs> I don't know. They, they found chloroform in the tire. Right. And they actually, she went to talk to Greg, but it was another tech guy. Mm-hmm. Who I don't think we ever see again. Mm-hmm. And uh, this tech guy is like, we heard, we heard about Greg in the field ruining, uh, Sanders in the field ruining our reputation or whatever. And Sarah's like, Greg did great. Like, yeah. Defending Greg. And um, then... At some point, I don't even remember what she was talking to Greg about, but she was like, Greg, you're really good at your job. And I just made... Yeah, it was a sweet moment. Um, Then they have to spend time exercising the bus. Yes. Because they have to... So they've determined that chloroform... Apparently chloroform in your tire will make it explode. Right. So So they had to determine when the chloroform was added to the tire. Right. So they ran it to see how long it would run with... The amount of chloroform in it, I guess, that they figured was in there. Turns out that it was at a specific stop in Barstow that the chloroform must have yes. been added because it exploded about the same time. Yes. And they um, basically, instead of doing any of their work or science, during this time that they were exercising the bus, um, uh, work and Grissom just played chess. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah was able to get a, a print off the hubcap. Yep. That led to a worker at the gas station. Yeah, at the truck stop. And it turned out that he used to work for the bus company and put the... um, He got fired because he had one joint on him um, and he was mad at the bus company. So he he wanted the tires to pop just to cause them problems. Mm -hmm. What he didn't know was that the bus company had been changing out the hardware in their axles. Sure. Um, for cheaper materials that coupled with a blown tire caused a total mechanical meltdown right. on the inside. So it was kind of just an accident, but... Which is also why I didn't like this episode. <laughs> it was very unsatisfactory. Yeah, but there is a great line when they were looking for chloroform with the, from the gas station guy. I don't even really understand. Uh, and it, Listen, I'll be honest, I was, did, have my, did not have my eyes on the screen at this point, <laughs> so I don't know what the camera was looking at. Okay. But Grissom says to this man, is there a pickle in your pocket, or, or are you, you just, just happy, happy to, to see, see us? Yeah. And I'm like... It's because they used the nose thing, the electronic right. nose, and there was chloroform on the tire um, gauge that was in okay, his pocket. so that's what... Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was just the choice of pickle i just didn't understand the context of that particular word i've heard of course i've heard the phrase yes but like not with the pickle yeah specifically i don't know anyway good times so that was that episode that was that episode didn't like it (laughs) moving on (laughs) so the next episode was stalker a classic i liked this one of course we learn uh we open with this woman who's freaking out in her house and she has a dog named Peanut. Peanut. I think... <laughs> Yet another Peanut reference. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But they don't say it again, so it's kind of... Yeah. 
just a single reference. Um, I wrote the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> it is. Um, oh, before we before we go down this, okay. Um, which I guess if you haven't seen, never mind. We can come back to it. We can come back to it because okay. <laughs> I guess if you haven't seen the episode, we need to explain the plot before I say this. Sure, sure. Um, essentially, it's a very well protected home. Lots of locks. The door, the windows are nailed shut. Mm-hmm. The police had to like bust in. Yeah. The home. There's no way in. No There's way no way out. In, no way out. And um, I don't even remember who called it in. Who called in the dead body? But somebody did, obviously. Um, uh, was it? I don't remember. Either way, they yeah. they go in. Catherine, Grissom, and Nick go in, and um, the body is draped over the toilet. Like, as if she's vomiting. Mm-hmm. And her hair is freshly dyed. Like, it's still wet, mm-hmm. red. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very bizarre Scene. staging. Yeah. Um, and Nick is very disturbed by the position of the body, but he doesn't quite understand why. Yeah, he's just staring at it yeah. for, like, ten minutes, he, uh, Grissom says. Yeah. And sends him to another room. Yes. The Cap- dog is missing. Right. I'm assuming the dog is dead. They don't I really explain. Sworn, let me tell you, I could have sworn... That after Catherine says, look under the bed, and and Nick says, what's under there? And she says, you would have found it eventually. I could have sworn that's where the dog was. Oh. Like, I feel like if I pull out my DVDs, mm-hmm. that's where the dog is. Like, I don't know why that's not on. Yeah. But I, I promise you that's what... And it, the dog was also suffocated. Like why would oh, I have it in no. my head if it was if it didn't yeah. happen? Yeah, weird. Maybe it was an extra scene. You know, there's extras. I know, but I mm, I don't know that I've watched. I mean, you would think I would have watched all the deleted scenes, but I I don't know. I don't I'll know. check. I'll check on but that. But yeah, we don't really get. We all just we know that the dog is, is dead. There, there's a clairvoyant at yes, some point. He's my favorite. And he mentions that he the dog didn't make it, did he? Yeah. So I'm assuming. Yeah. That the dog didn't make it. Anyway. Right. So, um, we find out in this first scene, though, that Nick has been, uh, featured in an art, like an inner, inner department, inner, yeah, inner department newsletter, inner department newsletter as like crime stopper, crime stopper, <laughs> Nick Stokes, crime stopper. And of course everyone is making fun of him for that. Yeah. And Greg has made copies and copies mm-hmm. and copies put of them everywhere. this photo and put them everywhere. And um, when Nick confronts Greg about that, did you notice how hard he was gripping his shoulder? Yeah. His knuckles were white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that poor actor. <laughs> that had to hurt. Um, so they figure out that the girl, Jane, who died, she had a restraining order against her boyfriend, her mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend. So they, they, Sarah and Brass go to like find him. And he was passed out in, in his car in front of his own house, covered in blood. And they bring him in. They figure out he wasn't involved. But they were like, what was going on with your girlfriend? And he was like, she just started acting really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she started to get really paranoid. And she assumed it was him that was stalking her. And he was calling her a lot. But it's very clear that what she was going through was a little bit more severe than this guy was actually capable of. Um, then we go... Did we mention Greg was reading a teen magazine? He... I didn't notice it was a teen magazine. The title was teen. Oh. Well... Teen magazine with pink on the cover. (laughs) He's very excited to read about pink. He was. 
She is a phenomenal artist. And also, she is. <laughs> but also, Nick mentions, because was it Catherine that says something about changing his shirt? Oh, and yeah. And he's like, I only have so much to work with. The dry cleaner keeps losing my clothes. Yes, which, which I question like, why you're taking your regular laundry to a dry cleaner. Exactly, first but, of all. Second of all, if your dry cleaner keeps losing your clothes, go to a different dry cleaner. He doesn't you know have I mean? time. He works a night shift, which is you know I mean? all shifts. Well, clearly. Because um, time means nothing on the show. So then we go to Nick's house. Yeah, which we of see course, Nick's house for the Of course first time. he has like a, a house. house. Yeah. Like everyone else has apartments in this um, pretty much. But, uh, but it's He's a, from Texas. It's a day. He's that suburban life. Yeah, it's a day for night shot, which I'm like, oof. Yeah. That's a rough filter that you're putting on this. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so we, we go in and he's like looking at his emails and stuff and he finds an email from an old college friend Mm -hmm. and she sent him some pictures. From prom night. prom night. So I guess it was high school. Yeah, high school. I don't know. Or homecoming maybe. Something like that. Something. And in one of those photos was his date who had red hair draped over a toilet in exactly the same position as... Uh, the victim. The victim. And he's like, that's weird. So he tells Work about it, and Work is like, is somebody, you know, maybe somebody's hacked, hacked your email, or maybe, and Nick's like, maybe I forgot to log off one day at work. Um, so they kind of, like, just put that in the back of their brains. And then we meet the psychic. Mr. Pearson. He is my favorite. He's great. Um, Grissom is skeptical, but the guy has a lot of details that he could only have if he was a psychic. Right. So they take him to the house jane's house and he's like this is weird this looks exactly like what i've seen in my brain except from a different angle i've Mm -hmm. seen it from above and with that comes the realization that the person that was stalking jane was doing it from her attic yep lots of labeled peepholes peepholes all through the attic Attic. and yeah very creepy Mm -hmm. um my favorite phrase that the psychic uses church dark yeah it's like a very specific, very specific, yes. but, like, you know exactly what that is. Yes. Um, so, oh, this is what I wanted to know. So, they figure out that they were looking into uh, who who Jane would have let into her home. Because clearly mm-hmm. somebody, right. she, somebody she had to let in her home. And while pounding the pavement, talking to, like, lawn people and all sorts of things, they stumble upon a um, cable company which is Nick's cable company as well, yep. Luna Cable. And the cable guy, his name is Nigel Crane. Mm-hmm. And in the wide shots... Which, isn't that the name of a character on um, Kelsey Grammer? Yes, Nigel Crane. Da, 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 it's da, 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 Fraser. Fraser. It's uh, spelled differently, but yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yes, that's Fraser's brother. Right? Yeah, okay. I was like, wait, Nigel Crane, I know that name. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so, he... If in the wide shots, when you get close to me, doesn't. But in his little cable get up, he reminds me of the guy, the Can You Hear Me Now Verizon guy. Yeah. Which makes it so funny to me that the re- when they when Nick and Work go to his house to interview him, Work gets a phone call, and he, he can't, and he can't hear. hear. <laughs> so he goes That's outside, hilarious. and Nick just goes on in. It just goes yep. on in and is inspecting the trash can, and that's when somehow Someone he gets drops from the ceiling. He gets thrown out a window, and then drop kicks him out a window. Yeah, it goes flying through that glass. Yeah, and Warwick has to make a choice between chasing Nigel Crane 
and taking care of Nick and chooses to take care of Nick, who has a concussion, needs stitches, and has some broken ribs and yada, yada, yada. So they get Nick back to his home and leave him there. Yes. (laughs) And uh, then they go, they're investigating more of Nigel's house. And they find that he's been living in his attic this whole time. there is no furniture or anything Mm -hmm. in the 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 apartment itself. Yeah. And so they find also just, like, videotape upon videotape manifestos. The whole library. They start watching those. Um, With Archie in the AV room. Yes. And then the psychic comes to visit Nick in his home. And it's late, and Nick has just taken some pills. He comes to visit. He comes, like, pounding he's on the door. Like, let me in. Let he's me like, in. I've seen this house. I've seen this house. I've seen this address. I know this place or whatever. And he's very distressed. Mm-hmm. And he and Nick just opens the door, and he just, like, walks in. And he's like, what is going on here? And he's like, I just feel like you're in danger. Like, I, you know, he kept saying things like. Crashing from crashing the Crashing a green tea. A green tea. Does that mean anything to you? And Nick is like, no. So then the phone rings. And he answers, and it's Grissom. And they've, in the AV lab, just discovered Mm -hmm. that Nigel's obsession is really with Nick. Right. Because they see the Crime Stopper newsletter in the background of one of the photos with Nick circled. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, um, so, like, just keep the psychic there. We'll be right. We're coming. We're coming. So, um, but then when he gets off the phone, the psychic has disappeared. Yep. So he gets his gun and is just like walking around the house listening to the fumbling or whatever. And then suddenly the psyche comes crashing through the ceiling mm-hmm. and it drops his gun. He also comes crashing through on a tee yeah. on a carpet. Yes. In a room with green walls. So right. green tea. Right. So then Nigel comes spider manding down. Yep. And he's like, oh, I see you got your gun. And he grabbed the gun. And then like he talks to Nick about being obsessed with him, classic stalker crap about Mm -hmm. how they could be best friends and then getting mad because Nick ignored him and all these things. And then um, he points the gun at Nick and right... No, he points the gun at himself. Well, he points the gun at Nick first. And Nick has that classic... He's very consistent, again, Mm -hmm. with what his body does when a gun is at him, Mm -hmm. which I cannot say I know anything about that. But it just makes me laugh a little bit. That his expression and the emotion delivered were almost the exact same as the last time we saw a gun mm-hmm. in his face. He even mentions that, too. He says, yes. I hate to tell you this. This is not, not the, the first, first time, time I've had a gun, gun in my face. face. So then Nigel turns the gun on himself, and Nick tackles him. And right when he, like, gets the gun up, the police come in, and right. they relieve him and right. all these things. So, um, um, did Psychic Guy die? It is unclear, but I think we can okay. assume that he did. All right. Um, That's sad. He's so very helpful. the end of the episode is Nigel Crane in the interrogation room with all the, like, CSIs looking at him while he just repeats over and over and over again, I am one, one, who am I? I am I am one, one and who am I. I am one and who am I. Over and over again. Yep. End scene. Yep. Good episode. Yes. I liked it. Yes. I. It's It's one that's referenced quite a bit. Is it? Um, yeah. I mean, not explicitly necessarily, but this is not the last time Nick goes through some ish, and um, yeah. <laughs> Got it. So, <laughs> uh, so the last episode, I will admit, one of my least favorite episodes in the series. I said that already, but yeah. um, so I took very few notes. Um, I, mean, I took notes. It's fine. It's just gross. It is gross. And it's cats. Yeah. 
It's literally called Cats in the Cradle. Um, um, my first note is classic cat sounds. And then yeah. so many cats, dot, 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 eating a human, question mark. Yeah. Uh, so they find this old woman who is being eaten by her cats. Yep. And they have to determine whether or not cats killed her. Right. If she died by natural causes and the cats ate her. Or yep. if she was murdered and then the cats ate her. Correct. And her house is just very classic hoarder's house. Mm-hmm. Dark, um, stinky. Yeah. Like, I can smell that house yep. from here. Yep. Um, so could her neighbor. Yes. Turns out. Yes. So they find, they do find, like, high heel prints in there, which is very out of place for this old woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and they determine that she was, she was stabbed. With something. With something. But all the knives are clean. Right. But um, my question is, they kept looking at these knives, but that stab wound was very clearly, like, circular and long. Like, like, like a knife sharpener, maybe? Yeah. Not a knife. That bothered me. Yeah. Um, um, and also, poor David was in there, who's yeah, allergic to cats. cats. <laughs> yes. He's like, I gotta go take a Benadryl. Yes. Bye. So, while Catherine and uh, Grissom and Warwick were working that case... Sarah and Nick were working an explosives case. Yes. Which, I will admit, when the episode started, I thought it was a different explosives case. Oh. <laughs> but it was not. Nope. This was a BMW with a bomb in the engine. Yes. And there's a woman and the mechanic who were there and freaked out and blah, blah, blah. We don't get much information on that until a little bit later in the episode. Um, I will say, though, that Mr. Tobin, the the father Mm -hmm. he played a character on the x-files the one where you probably don't remember but he (laughs) probably not he was an astronaut okay and he he like saw some things in space and like Uh, i just like in my brain when i see that actor i picture something when he's up there it's just very bright and like awe-inspiring and then like he never ringing zero bells absolutely zero that's who he is. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's also a safe back to the cat lady's house. Yes, uh, there's a safe in her closet uh, that appears to have been broken into, mm-hmm. and Warwick pulls prints off of that. Yes. We also learn that there is some foreign substance in this circular long wound mm-hmm. in her chest. And we also learn that the neighbor kids saw another one of her neighbors go in and yell at her a lot and come out very angry. Yes. And one of those neighbor kids is played by Jeanette McCurdy, McCurdy, who no longer acts, but she was on iCarly. Didn't recognize her even after you pointed really? it out. I looked She's at the younger like, daughter. Uh, yeah, the younger one. I didn't one. watch iCarly, so. I didn't watch it, like, religiously, but, I mean, I'm familiar with the memes. <laughs> Um, she's not in. She's not in the reboot because she quit acting. I didn't even know there was a reboot. So, okay. Yeah. Well, welcome to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, they 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 pull in they pull in the husband from the explosives case. Yeah. And the um no um they sorry my dog <laughs> just sold her no um. <laughs> So they pull in the husband from the explosive case, and he's, like, very cooperative and, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know why, what's going on or whatever. And the father-in-law had, had mentioned something about him maybe cheating and, on his wife. And he says, I work all the time. I I can't 
I don't have time to cheat. Plus, I have an ulcer. Do you know what <laughs> what juggling another relationship would do to me? <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. I also liked that the name of the company was Tobin C&D, which stood for Construction and Demolition. Demolition. Yes. So they specifically deal in dynamite right. and bombs and things like that. Exactly. Um, and they found, they were able to find the end cap in the explosives. And when they told the husband this, he's like, that's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's like impressed that they found it. Right. And they were like, you should not be impressed. No. <laughs> um, this implicates you in Yes. Fact. Back in the cat case, they bring in the old lady's son. Yep. And they were like, why didn't you claim the body? And he's like, funerals are expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they weren't close. Right. And they, the only money she had was just the house. And mm-hmm. she left that to a cat sanctuary. Yeah. The reason why the... So they brought the son in because his prints matched the prints on the safe. Yes. Turns out he was there to save a cat that she had accidentally locked. Yeah, she forgot the code. In the safe and <laughs> forgot the code. Just saying. Um, so he had to go over and break out the cat. Um, and then they go back to the lab because they're trying to figure out what the substance was inside the wound tract. Mm-hmm. And they stumble upon Greg with he's rocking out to yes. some really loud music he's got a glove inflated on top of his head and he's got his mask cut in like fang shapes or whatever <laughs> and he tells them that on the wound track or in the wound track is mineral oil mm-hmm. um and as they're leaving <laughs> greg says i could have been a rock star and grissom says there's, there's still, still time, time greg, greg. <laughs> um but we learn that mineral oil glows it fluoresces so there are very specific circumstances, but it does fluoresce. Yes. So they go back to the crime scene to try to figure out if they can figure out if they can find out what killed her. They did match the shoe print to that angry neighbor. Yes. Um, but, but she, she was, had a rock solid alibi. Yeah, she was on was a business trip. Yep. Right. Yeah. Or no, she was visiting her sister. Something like that. In yeah, LA. she was out of town. Um, back in the me- the mechanic world, they figure out that it's weird that the bomb went off with the hood of the car still closed. Mm-hmm. So because they, they sit specifically said the hood was open and they were yes. looking at it. And that model of car has an auto lock on the hood so mm-hmm. it doesn't just slam shut by itself yeah. and it takes a while to get it shut. So they know that the hood was never open. And also there were no prints on the hood. Right. So it wasn't even attempted. So they go back to the mechanic shop and they find a vice grip. So they're going to use that to compare it to the the end cap of the yeah, bomb. Yeah, there are marks on the end cap from yes. the vice grip. And I wrote, cheese print, because they, <laughs> yes. they didn't have any putty with them. Why, if they're going to look I, for a vice mm, grip, I don't know. Why did they not bring putty and or clay, whatever? Really bothered me. Yeah, but there was cheese in the trash can, so they used that. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Um, and it turns out that the wife and the father set up the son in law mm-hmm. framed him for attempted murder because they just were tired of dealing with him i don't even they know they didn't want him to have stake in the company yeah because if she so basically once the company was passed down he would get part of the company but right. she wanted all of it mm-hmm. and also her father did not like the yeah. son-in-law either so he was like i'll help you with this yeah so they paid that mechanic to yeah. like help with the bomb and then um whatever and she's like it was my car that was blown up so no like, one was hurt what difference so, does it make da, da, da. yeah but but 20 20 years plus is what she was she was gonna get supposedly yeah and then back in the cat world 
they they go back to the crime scene they're looking for the fluorescence or whatever and in the process they see a cat Mm-hmm. And they follow the cat, and it leads them back to the neighbor's house with the two kids. And the cat has a sore on it, and that leads them to um, know that the cat was the old lady's because they had the same strain of staff, Gross. which is disgusting. And as they're interviewing the two kids, they find out that they wanted the cat from the old woman. The old woman wouldn't give them the cat, so the older one just straight up took a pin and stabbed her. Stabbed her. With her little pink floaty pin. Yeah. And the episode ends with her crying out for her for mom. Her mommy. Which is sad, but also she Creepy. is psychopath. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that was that episode. Yep. Not a terrible episode, but I don't like the cats and the gross yeah. staff infection and all the things. Kids killing people heartlessly. Like, I will say that little girl did a really oh, yeah. good job of going from I'm all sweet and innocent to... Uh-huh, the flip. Yeah, that yeah. like switch to cold me, hard killer. Yes, it's a very different actress, but mm-hmm. the the precociousness of that little girl reminded me of the little girl and you've got mail, the one who like sings. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the Christmas I could party. See that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that girl I think is still acting now, that one. Couldn't um, tell and you've ya. got mail. Anyway, so yeah, so the next podcast will cover the final 3 episodes of the season. Season 2. Mm-hmm. Conclusion. Yeah, I'm excited. I hear they're good. At least the last one is okay. We gotta deal with we gotta deal with the CSI and Miami crossover in the middle. Oh gosh! Gotcha. But the, the very last episode is all right. Oh, so good. Cool. I hope it's still Much good. Excited. I've watched it so many times. Oh gosh. Like, then if I watch it again and then you're like, oh, it's boring. You're like, don't say that. It's one of my favorites. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you know about the GSR now. I do. Um, That's why you made such a point of, this is where we learned the phrase GSR earlier. Yeah, it is. Makes sense now. It is. Good times, good times. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we will talk at you next time. Yes. Hopefully this time I won't have a mental breakdown as I'm hitting stop. <laughs> like I did last time. Ready? And All right. Bye. Good night.